to win 78-60 over Seton Hall to stay undefeated on the year. One of uh, one of 14 teams in the nation still undefeated. Men's side, one of six or six of those 14 are Big 12 schools. Welcome back and welcome in now uh, our good friend Jim Haller. And uh, Jim, uh, it's always fun to visit with you anytime, any place, and it's great to have you on with us today. Keep talking. Jim. Yeah, yeah. Ego needs feeding, man. I love it. <laughs> Did you? Were what you at the joy? Hey, I was just thinking when you said, "Can you come on?" Nobody else in the country gets to talk about uh, on the home station for the only Division One university that has two top ten men and women's team that's in the right. whole U.S. That's How right. Cool is that? Nobody oh. else. That's right. I mean, and that is significant. And it's not like the, the men and the women or the women have played, you know, the sisters of the poor. They've played some tough games this year. Oh, both teams. And I'm, I'm and the beauty of both of the teams, John, in my opinion, they've got a chance to get better and better and better as the season progresses. I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg of the potential for both teams. Yeah, I yeah, I think you're right. And uh, how about what well, do you may think about it? The men are starting two freshmen of all. Teams. Right, it's just in, incredible to me. What do you uh, what do you like best about what you've seen so far from uh, from the men's team and the women's teams? Well, I was at the game last night, and, and I tell you, I think most people don't realize how good Seton Hall is. I mean, that's a a tough physical team from a tough physical conference. You had Big East officials work in that game. I mean, I thought that was just really, really impressive, the way they handled the, the pesky defense that Seton Hall kept throwing at them, changing defenses. Uh, that game, even though Baylor's had good wins over Auburn and Florida and some others, that game last night showed me uh, uh, another step in the development. That was that was a Big Twelve like game, wasn't it? The way Seton yes. Hall played. Well, very physical, and uh, you know, I, I sat there and I said, normally it's up to the starting five to get the job done, and then what other programs really have players like Langston Love or Alajawuna? Or I mean, there's depth that's just amazing, and I mean, like right before the half. Langston Love hitting that jump shot, which was perfect execution there in the last seconds. It was, it was just, for basketball fans, that was just pure perfection. Yeah. And you, as a former coach and, uh, and now announcer, you've got to appreciate that depth, you know, that both teams have. How big is that? Oh, it's huge. And, and it's, it's inevitable. There's going to be some, as physical as this team plays, there's going to be some bumps and bruises and some injuries down the line. And really, you can't see the ball when there's substitutions. And when somebody like, say, Jacoby Walter has an off night like he did against Florida, there's somebody else to step in and get the job done. And last night, it really took all of them to, to, to get a hard-earned victory. Yeah, that's true. All right, tell us this, again, from a, a coaching perspective, what's the challenge that's going to face these coaches? You know, you, you normally, as the season goes on, you kind of shorten your rotation a little bit. But, I mean, there's such quality players on the bench, again, both men and women. You know, how do you manage those minutes? 
Well, first of all, I think the coaching staff for both the men and women will tell you it's an it's a luxury they're going to enjoy having. Mm-hmm. But before the end of the year, everybody's going to contribute because, as I say, there will be some injuries, foul outs, somebody has an off night. You know, the, the, the women really have – Ten players that can contribute, and I think the men are, are in that same situation. And I, I don't get the idea that it's a problem trying to keep everybody happy. I mean, there's 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 no coach that can keep every player happy right. all the time. And I think the beauty of these two teams is all the players understand there are certain players that are going to be needed at certain moments each and every game. And I, I get the impression they're always going to be ready. And that's why I think these both these teams have such great futures the next two or three months of the season. Well, and that's the beauty of these teams, isn't it, that they've got the buy-in from the players, you know, knowing that – their minutes may be a little bit shorter, you know, as the game as we move on into the season. But whatever the team needs, whatever the coaches need from them, that's their role on the team. Well, I think from just watching, and I've had the chance to watch some practices and the games, it just appears that every player on each team understands their role, and that there's there's after practicing as many weeks as they have been, these players are smart enough to understand who the starters are, who the top six, seventh players are. If they're eighth or ninth, they understand where their role may be needed against a team that's playing all zone or somebody that needs to step in and can handle the ball against great pressure, full-court pressure defenses. There will be a situation where all of them will be needed. Jim Heller, our guest, uh, Jim, on the women's side and what Nikki Collin has done, finally having a full complement of players. You know, she was just uh, coaching shorthanded last year. But, man, she has got uh, some really good uh, quality depth, like we talked about with the men's team. Uh-huh. Nikki has that as well. Well, when you – we all know their starters have, have been the same every game. But when you look and you can bring in a, a – a Yaya Felder, for example, at the guard position, or you can bring in a Madison Bartley inside, or you can bring in Bella Fonelroy, who was first-team all-freshman squad in the Big 12 last year. Those are some really, really quality players, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Nikki Collin now has the type of talent to run her system, and that's why they're in the top ten in the nation, and just like the men, I think they're going to continue to get better. And uh, that win they had that uh, you and I got to do on TV was pretty impressive. Right. When they beat Utah that night, the number two, uh, number four team in the nation at the time. So they had a good road win last week at SMU, which is a tough place to play. And uh, uh, they're <laughs> they're impressive for. And I think there's a lot of similarities between the Baylor men and the Baylor women. Yeah. They're playing tough, aggressive defense and playing a lot of players. It was fun to see for the women, wasn't it, that their first, uh, what was it, first six games of the year, they had a different leading score (laughs) in every game. Uh, That's pretty unique. That doesn't happen very often. Well, it sure doesn't. And then, of course, the last two ball games, and that win over Oregon, that's a, a great brand to beat by 20 points. And that game and the SMU game, Darianna Littlepage-Bugs, of course, has been the leading scorer and leading 
rebounder, and she's a preseason first-team all-conference player. She and Sarah Andrews both, but uh, uh, they're getting well-balanced production. All right, Jim, let me uh, shift gears a little bit on you. We've got one game left uh, for the women and one game left for the men in the Farrell Center. Now, you never coached in the Farrell Center, but you've been to a ton of games there. What are your thoughts as we start to uh, kind of wind down the games remaining in the Farrell Center? Well, first of all, it's hard to believe that I never coached a game in there, and it's been open 36 years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's telling me I'm pretty darn old. Ah. <laughs> but I tell you, I've enjoyed that arena. It's brought a lot of great memories to Baylor fans, and uh, as great as it's been, I am so excited about what the Foster Pavilion can mean, can mean for the future of both of these programs. It's going to be a fantastic home court advantage. Fans right down on the floor probably sold out 90% of the games in advance right there on the Brazos River. Uh, I just think it's it's phenomenal. I'm looking forward to that, but uh, the, the Farrell Centers have been been providing many happy moments for a lot of years but like all things it's time to say bye-bye let's go to a new one (laughs) that's true and you're you're so well connected what are you hearing from people maybe outside of waco that you know see the new foster pavilion coming up driving up and down i-35 uh what kind of comments have you heard about that well i've heard i hear comments all the time from people from (laughs) Lots of different Division One universities, and, and all of them right now say, that is just awesome, driving down I-35 through Waco, and you see the most beautiful football stadium in the state there, and now the most beautiful basketball arena is going to be right there on the river with it. But you folks don't know how lucky you are, and that's probably the truth. That is two phenomenal facilities, and just beautiful locations that's pretty cool it is it will be a little different won't it uh moving middle of the season like baylor's doing i mean for our teams you want it to be a home court advantage but it's a brand new place for them they've got to get acclimated there well they sure do and the fans do too in fact i uh i just had lunch at the baylor club and i decided to drive by the new arena and i'm just hoping we don't get any rain between now and january 1st <laughs> right there's still a lot of work to be done around uh, yeah. there so i'm uh, keeping my fingers crossed that we're in there january 2nd for the men and january the 3rd for the women but i'm sure they'll get a couple of workouts in in there and uh, it'll be a, a beautiful sight when they're both playing there yeah very cool all right fun to think about long way from the uh heart of texas coliseum isn't it well, I always thought I was the luckiest guy in the world. Coach basketball in the best rodeo arena in America. It was cool. <laughs> well, that was many moons ago. And, oh, man. And, uh, it was a good memory, but this is way better now. This is pretty cool. Hey, great to visit with you. Thank you very much. I will see you soon and uh, continue to enjoy the holidays. I uh, will do that. And thank you to you, John and uh, Aaron. Thanks a bunch. And Merry Christmas to you. You Bye-bye. too, Jim. Too- Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Jim Haller with us, former uh, coach, former or current uh, analyst, uh, television analyst. Jim, make no mistake about it, he is very connected, very connected in the basketball world and the television world. So around the state and even outside the state, he is very connected. So, you know, when he passes along comments like that, um, you, you can take that to the bank. Yeah, and when he's excited, 
you know yeah. there's reason to be excited. Right. I mean, I knew anyway, but <laughs> I, I feel even better about how good I feel about both the men and the women this year. They're, yeah. they're both top five teams, and they both have teams that have a shot to make the Final Four. Yeah. And he's seen, you know, the teams he coached and every team since then, you know, come through uh, Baylor. And so he's got the comparison, you know, of all those teams, including national championship teams. Plus, he really knows radio because as I was calling him <laughs> to get him ready for the segment, right. he, he said that I was the MVP of the station and complimented me on a great, what a great job I was doing. <laughs> well, was there like, you oh, go. Hey. Yeah. No, but he is always so nice and so positive And I always complimentary i just i just love coach howard he's yeah. such a great guy i love working with him it's great well and he definitely knows radio if he recognizes your talents absolutely so i don't take good. it as a fluff compliment that's i take good. it as hey all right that's I good like it. very good all right thanks to jim appreciate him being on with us let's take a break we'll uh come back look ahead share some things with you share some birthdays with you plenty more to come so stay with us we are brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, the Pioneer Boys, 2003, South Loop 340 and Highway 6 in Waco. That's their new location, great new location, so much more room to serve you better, but the same great customer service and low prices that customers expect. Tradition and experience serves you at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They are Central Texas' largest structural steel, pipe, and metal building components distributor. That is Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5, Saturday 8 to noon, 24-7 on the web at pioneerboys.com. 